Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody. How's it going? Thank you for joining me. I am Chris Kiefer, and this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and FREE three day shipping. It is so, so easy to see why you guys should, that's right, should be shopping over there right now. But first, before you do, you guys know this, go to KieferInkTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner on top of the homepage, right up there in white, click on that, continue to live your life, do your shopping, purchase your holiday gifts that you're doing over there at Rocky Mountain, and that helps us on the back end, gives us a little slice of what you're purchasing this holiday season. Helps us out, lets them know you're listening to the podcast, and it shows them that you like this damn show. Thank you for liking it, and thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. I can see what you guys are purchasing, and right now, you guys are doing a lot of shopping, which I like to see. I just did some shopping last week over there at Rocky Mountain. Got me some goggles, some lenses, and some tear-offs, and uh, it was easy. It was here in two days. Pretty damn easy, so thank you guys for shopping over there. And of course, Racetech. Racetech.com. Get your suspension. Just go get your suspension rebuilt. It's wintertime back there, East Coast. If you ain't riding, right? It's going to put that sucker up for the winter. Take your suspension off. Send it to Racetech. Get it rebuilt. So when you're ready to rock in the springtime, your bike's ready to go. Easy to do. Hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll get you a discount code. I'll get you in contact with Chris over there at Racetech. And they're back on board for 2021. Bigger and better than ever. And they're going to have some great new products coming out in the 2021 season. So looking forward to that. Someone new to the show. That's right. We have some of our 2021 sponsors keyed up right now. FXR Racing. Go to FXRRacing.com. Go browse around there. Get yourself uh, acquainted with those guys over there. Great gear. They have all different types of stuff. You want moto gear. You want snow gear. You want to go... Get some lifestyle, you know, some swag to go represent over at the track that you guys are riding at. FXRRacing.com, great company, great people. I was with those guys in Canada for many years before I was with Fly Racing. And uh, we are back better than ever in 2021. And we're going to stick with these guys through 2021 and 2022. I'm excited with the partnership that I'm building over there with Milt, Carson, Andy, and the guys going to design my own Kiefer Inc. line of gear. So that'll be coming out in the springtime. Excited about that. And I'm excited to give you guys a discount code on anything FXR Racing over there on their website. KKMX35 gives you 30% off gear. That's pretty damn good. Also, along with the gear that I'm wearing, 6D Helmets, 6DHelmets.com. Use the code Kiefer21. Gets you almost 100 bucks off of ATR2. 
That's my go-to in 2021 and 2022, 6D and FXR Racing. And if you guys are wondering, I'm pretty transparent over here. Why did I make the switch from Fly? Look, I'll tell you guys right now, Fly Racing is a great company, WPS. I have nothing bad to say about the guys over there. They have done great things. They have great gear. They have a great helmet. Love the Formula helmet. I'm still going to stand by um, everything that I've said and built with those guys in two years. But the big reason why I'm going to FXR and 6D uh, one is one of the reasons is I can build my own, um, obviously, gear. It's coming out in the springtime, like I mentioned before, if you guys heard that. I can be more part of the R&D process. FXR Racing is not as big as WPS, and for the simple reason that I am a small fish in that big pond over there at WPS. But I want to design my own gear. I want to have um, use the process, I guess. I don't want to trust the process, but... Be a part of the process from start to finish. See it through and sell it to you guys out there. Hopefully, you guys are going to wear it. I'm excited for you guys to see it in April. And 60 Helmets, I was with those guys before I was with Fly. Uh, nothing no, nothing bad to say about Bob and the gang over at 60. If there's two helmets that I'm going to put my kid in or if I'm purchasing helmets, it would be 6D ATR2 or a Fly Formula Helmet. So, again, pretty transparent over here at keferingtesting.com. Uh, if you guys are hearing all the bullshit about the fake news, I laugh. It is funny to me. Uh, you guys want to know anything, you guys know my email, chris at keyforinktesting.com. My door is open for you guys out there. But just want to tell you about some of the new sponsors we have in 2021. And hopefully you guys, you know, like the gear, like the helmets, use the codes. Tell me if you do. And uh, we'll keep this sucker up and moving for the next couple years. So excited about that. And of course, last but not least, I want to mention... Colleen, Texas. That's right. Maybe you guys are out in Texas, need a new Chevy. Go to Colleen, Texas. That's right. Chevrolet dealer. They're a part of our program here in 2021. They were a part of it here in 2020. Great guys. They support the sport. And uh, if you're looking to get a Chevy, you want a deal on one, hit me up on my email. I can get you in contact with the guys over there and get you guys like a rock. You know what that song is. Bob Seeger, Chevrolet, huge. Thank you guys over there at Colleen, Texas Chevrolet. That is all-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas. All right, well, that's enough of the reads. You guys heard that bullshit for about six minutes. What are we going to talk about today? As you can tell, I'm still a little bit sick. It's been holding on for about two weeks. It's No, it's not coronavirus. I went and actually got tested, and it was negative. But for some reason, head cold is still there, still pushing along, riding dirt bikes. Had a busy, busy week last week. And one of those days, we rode the new Gas Gas, MC250 and MC450. You can go to racerxonline.com, check out the videos that are up there. But we're going to talk a little bit about each bike, the differences. And for you guys listening, you're like, ah, oh, whatever, dude. Maybe you didn't even click on this show because uh, they, those guys think that the Gas Gas is just a red KTM, which is partially true. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys... That, yeah, it's, it, it has nothing. It doesn't feel like anything like the KTM. It does feel like a KTM a little bit. But for the most part, I found out there is more positives to this gas gas than there is a KTM. We're going to talk about that. Even on the 250 and the 450, there's a lot of videos out there right now, the first impressions, and, and some of them are good. But um, in this podcast, we're going to break down the feeling that I get when I ride the gas gas. I purposely rode the KTM and Husqvarna machines this week for a complete day. 
Um, we put about over two and a half engine hours on these bikes just so I can get myself reacquainted with the feel of a steel frame because I have been on a Honda and a Yamaha as of late doing some things. So as I rode the KTM and Husqvarna one day and I went to Glen Helen for the intro, uh, gas, gas guys were over there and the Glen Helen prep track was really good. Um, but I wanted to get familiar with those two bikes so I can really compare and hone in on if you guys are trying to decide, hey, do I want to spend that extra $800 on a KTM or Husqvarna or should I just get a gas gas? So what are the differences? If you guys haven't watched the videos over on racerxonline.com, we do go over that. But here are some of the differences right now if you guys are driving. Cast clamp. It's a huge thing, right? Um, KTM has been doing this for a while. Nothing new here, right? There's nothing earth-shattering about a cast clamp. But compared to the billet clamps that we often get as consumers, we're, I'm as guilty as it is as anyone else. You know, the cast clamps don't look as cool. They don't look as sharp. They don't look as expensive. They look kind of cheap, right? Let's face it. When you see the, the product, you're like, eh, doesn't really get me going. And it doesn't. But the gas gas comes with the cast clamp along with a solid mount bar mount. Now, you may be thinking, oh, shit, solid mount, vibration, rigidity is up. That's not the case here. We're going to talk about that. But there is a cast clamp on the gas gas. There is no map switch. So you do not have a handlebar mounted map one, map two, map, you know, have a TC. You don't have that. doesn't come with that. There is the option. You can hook that up for 170 bucks at your local dealership. You can purchase the map switch so you can access the, the maps and, of course, traction control. It has a Husqvarna swing arm, which is a softer swing arm than the KTM. It has a KTM subframe, which is obviously uh, not the carbon composite frame, a subframe of the Husqvarna. Still has a neck and bar, but has the same bend as the KTM. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, if we're talking about the, the mapping on this bike, it does have stock. It comes with Map 1 feel. So if you guys are familiar with the KTM and Husqvarna, Map 1, Map 2, Map 1 is a, a longer, linear, um, doesn't hit as hard as Map 2 feel. So that's what the gas gas comes with. Um, it is a Map 1. There's no differences in uh, the mapping between the three bikes. So once you buy your gas gas, you are getting a Map 1, a KTM Husqvarna, okay? Uh, $800 to $900 difference between the gas gas and the Husqvarna and the KTM, so you're almost saving a grand. Um, it comes with Maxxis MXST tires, and the suspension is proprietary to Gas Gas, softer setting, more Euro-ish. I don't think uh, some of these uh, other media outlets have been claiming that it's a Euro setting. Well, look, all of these settings are Euro settings. Gas Gas, Husqvarna, KTM, it's all European. Uh, the R&D guys over here at KTM Husqvarna, they do test a lot. I see these guys out a lot, but I honestly think WP and the Austrians over there have a huge say on which way they go. As test riders, I'm going to let you guys in on a little fact. Um, as test riders, you can't blame, if the bike comes out shitty or the suspension screwed up, you can't blame the test guys um, 100%. Yes, you can a little bit, but... As test riders in these manufacturers in the production world, you're in a box. So you have, let's say, a box that you're in as a test rider, and they say, okay, you can change these things within the box. You can't go outside of that box. So if a test rider is smart, I'm like, hey, man, the suspension's no good. I want to go this direction. And if that is outside of what 
Austria wants to do within that box, you're out. You can't do it. I've experienced that on some things um, when I was testing with some manufacturers. I wanted to go a different direction. They they listened. They, they responded. But ultimately, that direction never showed up in production form. So you're not only as good as your test guys. You're only as good as what the engineers at the manufacturers want to do with the bike. So I will say that the gas gas settings are soft. I wouldn't say it's a Euro setting. I say it's on par with what I've been feeling for the past couple years with Husqvarna and KTM. So that feeling has it left, still has an AER air fork. Um, but what I do want to mention that, that actually changed the engine feel is the head pipes on the MC250 and MC450. The head pipe doesn't have a resonance chamber on the 450 or 250. If you look on the Husqvarna and the KTM, they come on the head pipe. You'll see like what I call a little Bulbasaur. <laughs> Sounds like a weird name, but it's like a little bulb coming through the middle of the pipe. Um, Husqvarna in the past had a bigger version of that, but now you can see there's like a little expansion in the head pipe and it comes back and it narrows back down. That is what we call a resonance chamber. So gas gas doesn't have that. So the pitch, the sound is a little different on the gas gas and the engine feels a little bit different on the gas gas because of this reason. That's what I would assume. I uh, never looked at the dyno results compared to these bikes, which I really don't give a shit because I'm not a big dyno guy. I'm more of a feel. Um, I apologize to you guys out there that love dinos. I just don't think as riders, as consumers, we should really give a shit about dinos. I know engineers and guys developing parts use that as a tool, which that is great. But a lot of you guys listening, and I've seen it here for many, many years, you guys really get a hard on for dinos. And for me, I've had enough experience where some of these bikes look really good on a dyno and they're pieces of shits on the track. So I've fought with engineers many, many years because they're looking at their dyno sheet, their little baby. Okay, look at this dyno, Chris. It looks way, way good, right? But you're telling me something different on the track. I'm tired of that shit. I don't care. I don't care what your dyno says. Just leave it over there. I don't want to see it. I'm going to tell you what the bike is doing on the track. So Instead of you guys looking at some of these dyno, dyno charts and getting a hard-on for this one that has massive amounts of horsepower, that doesn't mean it's going to be better on the track. That could mean it's too much of a bike on track. That could mean there's no rear-wheel connection, so you're swapping all over the place. You're lighting the rear end up. Or, you know what? It could be have a lot of peak horsepower, but yet it doesn't feel like it revs out. So there's many things that are different between the rider feeling and the dyno. And I just sick and tired of people saying, oh, when you have dyno charts. No, you don't. Just ride the bike. Feel it. Don't judge on buying a motorcycle by a dyno sheet. Listen to all different types of people that have the bike. Listen to this podcast. Uh, go to Racer X. Go to Pulp. Go to Motocross Action. Go to, to Swap Moto. Go to Dirt Bike. Do some research. I'm not the only one out there. I would love for you guys to listen to what I say. But of course, I'm not oblivious. You guys are going to go other places as well as you should. The more knowledge you have, the better. Of course. Um, so anyway, just don't take dino charts as the gospel. All right, enough of that, man. I went off a little bit out there. MC250. Let's talk about the 250 first. As soon as I got on this thing... I felt like it had more low-end RPM response than a KTM and Husqvarna and a little bit more mid-range pull. This is a similar situation that I felt with the 450 as well. So what does the engine feel like compared to a KTM? So again, the KTM 250, 
smooth roll-on power, gradually builds up his RPMs, and then has a fucking amazing mid-to-top-end range pull, and it over-revs. I love the engine of a KTM and a Husqvarna for the simple fact that it's easy to ride, and then it just climbs up really nice and has a shit ton of over-rev. Yamaha has more torque bottom end as well as the Kawasaki, but the way the bike comes out of corners on the KTM and Husqvarna just has more connection. This gas gas keeps all of that rear wheel connection, but now has a little bit more low end RPM response because I assume of this head pipe. Now, at times I do get test bikes and ride more than one test bike of the same brand, and I will know little differences of power because maybe one's just put together a little bit different or from the factory or whatever. And I do get some nuances um, in different um, motorcycles that are the same. So I do not think that is the case here. I think the case is it has a different head pipe, doesn't have that resonance chamber. And for me, it just has a little bit more extra pickup down low and then a little bit extra pulling power in the mid-range. It's not huge. It's just noticeable at the RPM, low in RPM response feel. So throttle connection still smooth and broad, but now I have a little bit more recovery. So if I'm in second gear and I'm bogging it in a corner, fan of the clutch, and it gets up back up in that me of the power really well. A little bit better than the KTM and Husqvarna. The KTM's a little bit better than the Husqvarna, and the MC250 gas gas is a little bit better than the KTM. So with that being said, I had a little bit more fun on the Gas Gas MC250, had a little bit more pickup. Glen Helen didn't get that rough, so I can't really tell how it is in really rough conditions, but long straightaways, big uphills. Uh, it was deeper than normal for test conditions here. On, on like Usually when manufacturers do an introduction, they do it um, pretty smooth, so everyone's having a good time, right? Well, Glen Helen actually prepped it pretty deep, so coming out of these big bowl turns was really sandy, and uh, getting up these hills was important in the right gear, and the MC250 pulled up those hills really good. If you haven't been to Glen Helen, Mount St. Helens is a drag strip going up a hill, and it's long. Um, I would say damn near a quarter mile up the hill. So um, shifting points are important, and if you shift too early, uh, the bike can fall off its, um, its power. So the MC250, if I did make a mistake, which I did, a little fan of the clutch got into me the power, leaned forward, and boom, I'm right back up that hill. So I do notice a little bit more juice down low and mid-range with the Gas Gas 250. And for me, and this goes along with the engine, a less vibration. So the vibration feel that I get from a KTM is not very pleasant for me. I do not like it. Uh, I feel a lot of vibration through the bar, through the pegs, and some of that has to do with the neck and bar. But now with this Gas Gas and with the cast clamp, Along with those solid mounts, for whatever reason, and usually solid mounts do get some vibration, I get less vibration through and the harmonics um, at the high revving points of this bike. I get less of vibration and less harmonics with the gas gas than I do with the KTM or Husqvarna. That is a pleasant surprise for me. I knew the cast clamp would be a little bit softer feeling for chassis front end feel, but I did not know that I would get less vibration because it had a solid mount. Do not notice the solid mount at all. And now I have a little bit more comfort in my hands as I'm riding. So coming down, if you guys can picture, if you're on a KTM or Husqvarna, you overshoot something or you under 
under a jump something, that slap down feel, that, that little jarring you get in your wrist because of your bars and your clamps, that is lessened with the gas gas, which makes the bike way more comfortable to ride. Okay? So I have a little bit more front end positivity coming into corners. Lean angle is really nice. Um, if it had a better front tire, I think it would be even better. But now with the clamp and I getting some chop, some bumps coming in the corner, I can start my lean a little bit easier and sooner with the gas gas than I can the KTM. It doesn't feel as harsh. So the fork is soft. It gets low, but I get less harshness because of that clamp. So that's something I really wanted to drive home on this podcast just so you guys know that that, that is a difference. It's not as attractive. I'm not going to sit here and say it's, it's a good-looking clamp because it's not. The bar, the bar is ugly. Uh, the bar pad is extremely ugly, but I'll deal with the ugliness if it works. I talk about this a lot in this podcast. It's like having maybe not the hottest chick, but she's super cool. Same thing with this this clamp and the mount. It's not the hottest looking clamp out there, but it works. It's cool. It's nice to you on the track. So I like that part of it. Um, straight line stability is a little bit better with this clamp as well. A little bit more positivity, a little bit... Uh, Less side-to-side movement coming into corners, which is a positive. Uh, I will say, <clears throat> uh, along with straight-line stability, the bike does feel a little bit lighter in area two of the corner compared to a KTM on a Husqvarna just because of the power feeling. So that is also a noticeable attribute. I like that. Uh, moving on to the suspension, I did go up 0.2 bar, 10.6. This is all nothing new for you guys out there. You guys heard this before in other podcasts. It's a little bit soft, a little bit low. The AER fork has a tendency to come that way because they're trying to make some comfort for us out there that love spring forks. And we end up going up on the air pressure to bring the front end up. I lose a little bit of comfort, but hold up is better. Slowing that fork down as well helps. So there are some things that we will get to on keyforingtesting.com where we'll go over baseline settings and just like... Um, a stock good setting for you guys that if you guys are going to keep your stock suspension. I complain a lot about AER forks and I always say, hey, I want to try. I'm going to try to really live with this fork and I never do. I ride it for a month and I'm like, fuck, I need to get some spring forks on here. And as soon as I put a spring fork on an Austrian machine, okay, I just get more comfort. I get more lean angle and I just get that old, good old friendly feeling again where I have front end traction. So, you do. I don't. I really want to say this. You do have front end traction with this AER fork. I just don't like how it changes throughout the day, especially you know rougher days where you're like, okay, man, the track's getting rough, and you have this fork and you have a decent setting that you can live with. Well, it changes over time, which we call track toughness. Track toughness isn't as good as a spring fork, but it does have comfort. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a complete piece of trash, because I have ridden other bikes that has spring forks. Um, that are worse than this WPAER fork. So the Gas Gas guys do make a softer setting. I didn't have a huge problem with it at Glen Helen because obviously it didn't get that rough. So I can't sit here, sit here on this podcast and tell you guys, yeah, man, this is the exact setting you need to do. I don't know yet because I've only ridden one day on this bike. So give me an extra couple weeks here. We'll do something on keyforingtesting.com. I'll get you some settings. Let me ride a couple rough tracks close to my house here in the high des. And that really shows me where I need to go with the fork and the shock to, to give you guys a setting. Overall, once you bring the fork up, this is both models, okay, 450 and 250, 
it does get a better balance. Run about 104 millimeters of sag on either bike, and that balance does help. On the 450, I went up also 0.2 bar, so it's cool that WP has that fork sticker. You can tell where your standard settings are. If you just go up 0.2 bar, and yes, I go off of bars and not PSI, 0.2 bar on either the 450 and 250, the balance will be better for you on the track. And I'm 170 pounds. If you're less than that, maybe if you're you're getting a 250 for your kid, he's 130 pounds like my son, you will keep it at the stock level. I do not think you need to go softer. It's pretty soft. So you got a B rider, 130, 140 pounds, keep it at the stock settings, and then you can adjust the clickers as needed. So if he needs a little bit softer, keep that standard air setting and then go softer on the compression on the fork. Now, the shock, and this is for both 450 and 250, it is empty feeling on the in-stroke. Same thing as the KTM and Husqvarna. These, these are all the same feelings that I get normally. So this is what I'm saying. Some of the bike is different. This is the part of the machine that is the same with the KTM and Husqvarna. High-speed dampening on the shock is empty, is soft. It feels like it just loses dampening at the in-stroke. So going a quarter to a half a turn in on high-speed on either bike helps keep that in-stroke from just blowing through and bottoming out. Now, you will lose a little bit of acceleration comfort coming out of corners when it's choppy and shitty. So expect to have a little, you know, some some give somewhere else if you're getting some added comfort, you know, on uh, landings or decel bumps, you might have a little less comfort on acceleration bumps. It's always a give and take, okay? Very rarely do you have something that just makes it better everywhere, everywhere around the track. So in this case, I got a little less acceleration traction, which is fine because these bikes have so much of it, I can stand to lose a little bit of connectivity, but I'm getting a little bit more comfort on decel and on landings of jumps. If I over jump something, I can be more aggressive because I'm going a little bit in on the high speed on the shock. Do not be scared of changing your high speed on the shock. I get a lot of people at the track going, hey man, I don't fuck. I don't even fuck with the high speed. Well, you should. It, it's a big part of trying to get more comfort from your bike. Um, don't do two things at once. If you're going to add a little bit of high speed, okay, you want a little bit stiffer feel. Again, you want stiffer feeling on a landing or a G out, or you just want to act like the, the you got your sag correct, 104 millimeters, but you want your balance of your bike a little bit better. Going stiffer on the high speed acts like a a sag almost, a sag setting, because it brings your ass end up a little bit. Little changes. You don't go a full turn on high speed, just a little bit of a change, an eighth, a quarter. That does make a difference on the track. In this case, it's so soft on the MCs that I went to a quarter. And on the 450, I went as much as a half because I was like, damn, it's really soft if I'm loading on the end of a landing. If I overshoot, the, I don't butter a landing and I land a little bit long, boom, it's soft, it blows through, and I'm bottoming. Half a turn, high speed, really works. Now, sometimes, um, not to go off on a suspension tangent right now, but sometimes... You're going to go in on high speed. You could, you're like, eh, it's a little bit stiff. You could back out your low speed a click or two, and that maybe get some comfort back. So experiment. Don't come at me again. I don't know where my sag's at. Holy shit, man. You guys got to check your sag. Check your sag. That's it. Do it. You get your bike, break it in. Well, first of all, check your sag before you break it in. Get 104, 105, okay? 
Break it in. Check it again. Chances are it's going to be 106, 107. Get a quarter turn, half a turn in your spring. Boom. Get back up. Check it. And if you check it once, doesn't mean it's good for the rest of its life. Like, come back to it in a month. All right, where's my sag at? Look, because spring sacks out. Things get used, get a little bit blown out. Things change. So don't assume it's just fine because you got to check your bike. Take care of your bike. Check on your bike a little bit. It's like a relationship. Check in on it. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm pretty good. My sag's fucked. Okay, let me help you out here. You know, it's just like a relationship with your wife. And just like a relationship with your wife, you have to take breaks, right? Well, we have one right here, commercial break. Listen to it. That's right. Discount codes, special people right here. Listen to them. We'll be back. Relax. Commercials only last about 8 to 10 minutes. Just chill. We'll be back. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43, and I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race, October 31st and November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com. And check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sports Series, 
the Blood Racing Pro Series and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sports Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in key ring testing. Um, honestly, tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts. And get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them, ride-engineering.com. Have you ever just walked out inside your garage, go to start your bike, and that some bitch don't start? Well, that's because you were like me at one point. I did not use firepower batteries on some of my test bikes out there. Go to start it one morning before a test, dead. My good old trusty YZ450F, dead. Go to firepowerparts.com, do yourself a fair, put a battery in your Yamaha or any color bike, lose a little bit of weight. You'll get more reliability. And while you're at it, you're looking for a chain. Firepower Parts do O-ring chains as well as heavy-duty seal chains. And they even got oil. You can check them out. Firepowerparts.com. They have a lot of great parts. That's why they're on this show. And, of course, they are a WPS company, so you know it's quality. Go visit them. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut. Grips, come on. 
I am a SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit them up, powermotorsports.com. We are back. Thank you guys for listening to the commercials. I appreciate it. Here we go. Let's talk about some 450. Uh, moving on to the 450. Uh, man, I love this kind of power. You know, you guys know I ride a Yamaha a lot, right? Holy shit. I like a Yamaha. Yamahas are good. They're comfortable. And not because it's just such a better bike. It's just the engine is good. Suspension is great. Ergos are shit. But it does everything pretty damn good. I can go pretty fast on it because it's comfortable. Well, I love a KTM, Husqvarna, and now an MC 450 engine character. Just like I mentioned in the 250 area, so much connectivity, so much control. I can come out of a corner, get on the gas sooner, and I can drive out harder, even though the bike doesn't feel as fast because I can be more aggressive with it. It's a very friendly engine character. Now, with this gas gas, I do, just like the 250, get more mid-range RPM response, more low-end RPM response, and a little bit better pulling power in the mid-range. It is deceiving how fast this freaking red bike is. And let me just tell you about the red. I love it. I love the all-red seat cover. I love the red look. To me, the seat cover is a little bit slick on my ass. I'd go to Guts and get an all-red seat cover. would be bitching. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but nonetheless, the looks of the bike, it reminds me of a Ferrari. Like, I, just a red Ferrari looks bitching, right? Would I ever buy a Ferrari? No, but it just looks really cool. This is the gas gas. It looks bitching. When you go out and see a Honda, you're like, dude, I want to ride a Honda. Why? Because I think it's red. The red attracts a lot of people. And kudos to Gas Gas for keeping the red around. And it doesn't look like a Honda. It's like, oh, it looks like a Honda. It doesn't look like a Honda. It looks like a red KTM, right? With a little bit of different shroud 
feel and front and actually the front fender feel is different as well different front fender when you're looking down on it different rear fender different shrouds so good looking bike but the engine character is just easy to ride and now with the gas gas it has a little bit more rpm response so the recovery is better it doesn't feel as heavy as a ktm and the ktm doesn't feel heavy in the in the sense of japanese models right but its smooth power at times could make it feel heavy, especially in area two of the corner. The gas gas has more RPM response in that area, so it makes the bike feel a little bit livelier, more exciting, and I wanted that. And a lot of people do. A lot of people like the engine character of the gas gas and the KTMs and the Husqvarna's because it's so easy to ride. It's not intimidating for guys that are maybe not in shape, right? So now this gas gas has more RPM response, a little bit better feeling in area two and area three coming out of a corner, but yet still has a lot of connectivity and still easy to ride. So very cool to see that the head pipe is making a difference in power delivery. Of course, there are things you can do aftermarket to make it a little bit better, which we have talked about on my website. There are exhaust flanges that Jamie from Twisted Cells gives you some more low end. There is obviously Vortex Ignitions. There's so many things that you can do to make it more lively, but in stock form, it's nice that you can get it like that through a gas gas, and not only are you getting a little bit more extra juice, a little bit extra RPM response, but it's still $800 cheaper than a KTM Husqvarna, which we'll get to. We'll talk about why and, and what the differences are between spending a thousand. Is it really going to make a difference in a thousand dollars? We're going we're gonna to talk about that here in a minute, but the freaking, <laughs> the freaking engine is impressive to me, man. Like, it's going up Mount St. Helens, and I laugh, and I'm thinking about this because it was a couple days ago, but, dude, I have to really force myself up on the front end of the bike because if I'm coming out of the corner and I just scoot my ass a little bit towards the back, that front end's coming up and it's wheeling, and it doesn't feel like it will, but once I roll the throttle on, dude, it bites to that rear wheel, that ground, and I'm shooting forward, and I need to hang on that son of a bitch. So I had to consciously... consciously um, move my ass forward as I'm coming out of the corner to really get my weight forward so my front end doesn't come up as I'm driving up Mount St. Helens. And I get from the bottom to the top in a hurry. The only other time that I felt like I've got up Mount St. Helens that quick was when I rode a Vet National on my KTM race bike that Twisted Development built. I mean, dude, it got up the hill so fast. I had a similar feeling with this gas gas. So that head pipe change... Does make a difference, guys. Um, and yes, it does fit. If you guys are interested, I don't know if you guys are, but that head pipe does fit a KTM and a Husqvarna. So if you're looking to get a little bit more, and if you have one laying around, maybe your buddy has a gas gas, you put an FMF system on it, and he has a stock one laying around, put that thing on your KTM or Husqvarna and see if you guys notice a difference as well because I seem to notice a difference right away as soon as I got on the track. Um, so again, vibration is down. All the same things that I've told you guys about on the MC250, I feel even more on the 450 because now you're dealing with a bigger motor, less vibration, more comfort in the front end. That cast clamp is very good. Um, the difference to me is, and if I can paint you guys a picture, you got your stock KTM, which Neckin makes the stock clamp on the KTM, and then you move over to the factory edition clamp, the like what I call the hard part clamp that has a split in it. There's a noticeable difference. I like that split clamp. It's still a billet clamp, but it's much more forgiving than the stock clamp. This is what the difference is between 
like the stock clamp and the KTM versus this cast clamp of the gas gas. There's a noticeable change, softer feel, more compliance, less vibration. So I like the fact that gas gas did something different in there and they had to be aware of it. Okay. They have to, if you're going that direction, those guys know somewhere in the testing world or in within Austria, KTM, they know that that, that clamp is stiff. So hopefully in 22 or 22 and a half, we see that difference in production on the other side of the orange and white side. So um, kudos to the guys over at Gas Gas for doing something a little bit different and creating some buzz within us media guys to tell you that it is a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> Chassis-wise, um, I will tell you guys this. It is easy to come into a corner hard on a Gas Gas. I can come into corners harder uh, because I have more connectivity and I have a good amount of front-end traction even with this air fork. So a lot of that has to do with the chassis feel and the way the engine delivers its power. But I can corner this bike probably the best out of any 450s. Um, area one feels light. Now I got a little bit more RPM response and two. And then I can get on the gas before I even hit area two of the corner and just basically give it the beans. And the bike sticks really well. This is what I noticed um, a big difference between the gas gas and the Yamaha. I have to really kind of gingerly roll the throttle on around the corner. And although it seems pretty smooth and fast, it just, I can't be as aggressive as I can on this gas gas compared to a blue bike because one, it feels a little bit lighter. Two, it's not as aggressive down low. So I think I can just get on the gas sooner and come in harder. And it, like I said, it's a deceiving feel. Like when you ride it, you're like, yeah, it doesn't have that excitement like a Yamaha. But yet, man, it doesn't give you. Um, it doesn't get you as tired as a Yamaha or I don't think it's as intimidating as a Yamaha because it doesn't feel as big and the power delivery is smoother. So straight line stability, maybe not as planted as a Yamaha feel, but still, according to KTM and Husqvarna, it's on par with those bikes. Um, I would say the part that I notice the most when it comes to those cast clamps is off-throttle. Anything off-throttle, I get a little bit more compliancy with the Gas Gas versus the orange and white bikes. So that is also a plus for me. Um, I mentioned the cornering, but straight-line stability, not the best bike in the bunch in the 450 world, but still higher up there where I'm not worried about having to be twitchy or rigid like a Honda, per se, okay, or a Suzuki. Yes, we still talk about Suzukis around these parts because... Uh, Actually, I just have an, a new one. I just bought a RMZ 450 that I found because I want to do some more uh, tests on it. So RMZ 450 is a little bit more rigid feeling. Um, it's on par like a Honda, but these aluminum frame, these gas gases, um, I feel like are a little bit more compliant than aluminum frames. So um, steel frame, still very good. Middle of the road stability, and it corners really nice. The thing I noticed about aluminum frames versus steel frames, if we're on this a little bit here, is I feel like I have more tire contact patch um, off-throttle when it comes to steel frames. So if you guys are uh, listening to this and you've had both, think about that for a second. Off-throttle, anything that you're hitting bumps, decel bumps, coming into corners, I always feel like I'm better planted on a steel frame than I do aluminum frame. On throttle, at times, most of the time, aluminum frames are a little bit better for me um, for for planted feel and tire contact batch. But off throttle, man, steel frames are really nice. So um, just something that I, I wrote down here to, to note to you guys. Uh, let's talk a little bit about two things I want to talk about. Maxxis MXST tires. 
these are these are good Maxxis tires. I'm not going to sit here and say these are pieces of shits. Uh, but for me, this would be one of the first things that I would change if I got a gas gas. I would go to Dunlop, go to Pirelli, ASAP. I know there's been some talks that Maxxis is, uh, is a really good tire, and it is a, a decent tire. I just don't think I have a lot of front-end lean-angle traction on this MX-ST versus a MX-3S Dunlop or a Pirelli MX-32. I do want to tell you guys that I didn't notice it as much on the 250 as I did on the 450. I think with the 450, a heavier bike, I'm, I'm pushing harder in the corners. There's a heavier load on lean angle. The front tire was no good for me. Unpredictable, skated out. I tried checking tire pressure, messed with tire pressure. still wasn't as good. What's weird about the Maxxis tire for me is it has uh, a softer feel on lean angle, like it rolls, but yet I would assume... You know, being that the carcass is soft on lean angle, that on the straight line square edge stuff, that it would feel soft, but it feels stiff in the middle of the tire. So it was kind of a weird blend for me. I just never felt comfortable on the Maxxis MXT, uh, MXST tires. I understand why Gas Gas did it to keep the cost down, obviously. But if you want, sell them to your homie. You got a dude down the street that likes, you know, new tires and he's running bald shit all the time. Give them to your homie. Go get yourself a MX3S33 combo or Pirelli MX32 mid-soft. I put Pirellis on last night. I'm going back out on the gas gas with Pirellis because I love the carcass feel of a Pirelli. They are a little bit more expensive, but nonetheless, one of my favorite tires to run on most of my test bikes. I go back and forth between MX3S33 and a 32 Pirelli. So, um if you're riding the 250, you might not notice it as much. Run the tires at Maxxis at 13.5, and that was the best blend that I could find to get the most traction. Um, so I wanted to mention that, and as well as the Ergos. The low bar bend, I like. It's not a, it's not a bar bend issue with me. It's more of the bar bend, oh, I'm sorry, the bar rigidity feel. So I put a Pro Taper on there. You can go to SX Race. Or you can find your favorite bend. But SX Race Pro Taper Evo is a little bit higher. I'm six foot. I don't mind it as much. I do run a bar at times that are it's not available. And I I talked about this before in a podcast. I hope Pro Taper sells this bar bend. It's a it's called Suzuki Race Team Bar. It's not sold to the public, but the bend is very flat, lower, and to me it's it's it fills a void within the pro taper book, right? Uh, I feel like they need a couple more bands in this one. I hopefully they can push this through through these guys and get them out there for you guys to buy. But I like that band a lot. Um, but if you guys are looking to buy a bar that has a little bit more dampening feel, a little bit higher up, maybe feel like that stock bar is too low. Pro taper Evo, best dampening bar out there, and. Um, that bend is still like 87 millimeters high, so not too high. Has a little bit of sweep, but it feels comfortable on the bike. So look into that. You'll get even less vibration with the Pro Taper, and you'll get a little bit more dampening character with it as well. Overall, I do like the Ergo's flat feel. The seat is a little bit slick for me. I love that I can find the balls of my feet, a.k.a. Rhino style, easier on the Gas Gas versus any other bike on the Yamaha. Man, I'm almost on my heels at times because I feel like I'm too far forward. Uh, I love it that I can hop on a bike and feel just comfortable. And the way the, the cockpit is laid out with the bar, the pegs, the seat height, 
that's a really nice feel when I hop on it. So um, if you guys are in between 5.9 to 6.1, you're going to love the standard cockpit. And uh, just know that that seat cover might be a little slick. Hit Andy up at Guts Racing, get a ribbed. I think I'm going all red. Red cover, red ribs. Just like that all red motif that the Gas Gas has. Um, and a little bit about the part. So I told you guys I was going to talk a little bit about the price difference, right? So where are we talking about 900 bucks? Is it worth it to go to a KTM? Look, I'm not going to tell you guys exactly how to spend your money. I'll let you and your wife or whoever talk about that situation. But if it was me, I would go purchase a gas gas because I'm not a big map switch dude. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I, I, I'll i use it at times, but it's not going to make me go, oh, yeah, that's a thousand bucks. You know, I think that's worth it. No, it's not. I don't, I'm, the map that comes stock on the gas gas is plenty fast for me. It has enough connectivity. And if I wanted to have more um, variation or have more adjustability, I would buy a Vortex because for me, a Vortex is the best modification you can do to a gas gas KTM Husqvarna. Get more power, get more connectivity, you get a broader range. It's insane how good a Vortex is on this bike. Um, but for me, I don't need a map switch, or I don't need to change maps. I'm not that huge on it. So that is some of the cost. The Maxxis is some of the cost, right? Uh, the Maxxis is not as you know as expensive as the Dunlops. And, and let me tell you something. In the world of production manufacturer costs, Dunlops are expensive. And I think that's why some of the manufacturers went to MX-33s because they're a cheaper price to purchase um, for you know through dunlop mx M, mx3s were a little bit more money to buy so maybe that's why some of these manufacturers aren't uh purchasing them for their production bikes but nonetheless if it was me and i was going to purchase a bike i'm getting a little bit better comfort i'm getting a little bit better rpm response and i don't have a map switch and i'm getting max's tires uh big deal i'm in i'm going to save myself 800 bucks I'll use that $800, put it towards a Vortex, and I have a badass motocross machine that's going to last a long time. The parts are the same. I still have a Brembo clutch. I have Brembo brakes. The quality parts that are important on the KTM and Husqvarna are still apparent on the gas gas. It's just little minute things that they took away to save a little bit of cost. And I don't know how they're going to brand their machines out there. I would I would assume that these are going to be the budget line of... Uh, Austrian machines. I'm using air quotes over here. You guys can't see it. But I don't think it's budget. I think it's, for me, and I don't know if those guys want to hear it, but I like this gas gas more than a KTM and Husqvarna. And although I didn't watch all the media outlets' videos, I do it at times, it kind of sounds like most of them like a gas gas a little bit better as well. So us normal, you know, blue-collar weekend warrior dudes gas gas man you're getting a, a good machine getting the quality parts you're getting durability you're getting good brakes good clutch and let me tell you something about the clutch the clutch is insane the clutch i can go 30 hours and you guys probably go more but i'm hard on clutches i can't go 12 hours on a yamaha clutch and the yamaha clutch is good too honda clutch you know the new the new hydraulic clutch it, still i can't get 30 hours out of that clutch the cowie clutch no sometimes i've heard they break plates as well just like the honda problem a couple years ago Brembo brakes are insane. You can go faster with good brakes. They're the best brakes. And the way the the clutch is made and how it's made 
with KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas, it lasts the longest. So you're still getting a lot of good parts. You're getting a great, great deal on the bike. So maybe go look at a Gas Gas if you're wondering if you want a KTM or Husqvarna. Look at a Gas Gas. See if you can manage to get one of those. I think, I would assume, if you're a KTM Husqvarna dealership, you would be a Gas Gas dealership. And I'm, that's a question mark. I, I would think they would sell Gas Gas as well. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. You can hit me up on my email and tell me I'm wrong. But, yeah, so uh, look into the Gas Gas models. MC450 and MC250 had a great time. I'm going out next week to spend more time on the 450, and then I'm going to go um, the week after and spend some time on a 250. I got some off-road stuff coming up, so I'm going to be busy. We are taking vacation over here from the 21st past the holiday. Um, just going to stay away from typing and talking for a couple weeks, and we'll hit it hard for 2021. And we have one more show for you guys. We're going to do a 2021 gear shootout podcast. This has been going on for about three months. I've been wearing a shit ton of different gear. And just because we are FXR Racing backed doesn't mean we will not be doing gear tests, gear product reviews. Uh, We're an honest bunch over here. We're going to give you the straight shot and uh, tell you what gear is good, how it fits, how long it lasts, and we're going to break it all down. We'll even break down the FXR gear, some of its flaws that it has. So, again, straight up, honest testing over here at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions or you're concerned about how we do things over here, I'm an open book. Hit me up on my email. Talk to me at a track. It's not a big deal for me. Um, you guys, <laughs> I laugh because you guys know that uh, it's nothing, but I don't get paid enough money to be dishonest. And there's enough of that in our industry that we don't need to bring that shit over here. So, um, hey, happy holidays, guys. Thank you for joining me. I am hope I really hope that you get something out of this podcast. It's enjoyable for me to do. I basically talk like me and you are bullshit in the back of a tailgate. That's how my approach is to these podcasts. And, uh, again, no problem. If you guys see me at a track, let's talk about your bike. We'll talk about settings. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we can do. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com is my door. That is open for you guys right now, and uh, I try to check that a couple days a week. I'm sorry, a couple day, a couple times a day. Heather may not like that as much, but um, it's Sunday, and I answered emails at 7 a.m. because uh, seems like you guys are off on weekends, and you guys need to know you need <laughs> you have burning questions that just need to be answered. So uh, thank you guys for supporting the advertisers, especially the new ones that are coming on board for 2021. I appreciate it. If you guys are looking for discount codes, hit me up. If you guys don't get it here, tell your friends. Come on board. Kiefer Tested Podcast. And if you guys are looking for something fun, family-oriented, Coffee with the Kiefers, it has its own um, station now on the Pulp MX Network. You can search Coffee with the Kiefers up on any anywhere you get podcasts. And that is fun to do. We're on episode, I think, six now. Uh, so we're going to do that for the new year as well. I'll try to do those once a month icon-cbd.com is the sponsor of Coffee with the Kiefers. If you guys are looking to get a little bit less sore, go check those guys out. They do a good job. They're based out of Colorado. They also are motorcycle enthusiasts. So we hope to see you guys at the track. We hope to come back east in the springtime when this coronavirus is over. I want to get back east and ride some stuff. Look over at keferingtesting.com. Kenny Day just did an East Coast test on the KTM 350. We'll have that up next week. We'll talk about settings, how the bike is different from the West Coast. So we're trying to pay attention to you guys over there on the East Coast as well. Do some different things over there. But uh, nonetheless, thank you guys for listening. Be good to each other. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you on the final 
episode of 2020 coming up next week. See you guys.